Hey guys, and welcome to this week's episode of the Motherhood Revival Podcast. This is a podcast for moms who just need to feel revived. So if that is you, get yourself a drink, have a seat, and take a minute for yourself. I am so excited to be here with you today and to be able to share this community for moms just like you who may be wanting some inspiration or might just be wanting to hear another adult voice. And either way, that's what we're doing here. (laughs) Guys, I am so excited to bring today's episode to you. Not only because I'm actually thrilled that it's still Monday and I'm putting this out there. Um, As you know, I am terrible with consistency, but it's a work in progress and it's one of my goals. And things are getting better. It is still technically Monday, even though it's 10.15 and I'm finishing this up. But I have the rest of the podcast finished. I'm just recording the intro for the 10,000th time. So that counts for something. But guys, I am very excited to bring today's episode to you. We are talking to Leah Longville of Polished Prints, and you can find her on Instagram at Polished Prints. Guys, we're talking about balance. And I know that as a mom and as a full-time working person and just, just a human in general, balance is so important for me to feel, but also something that is so hard for me to feel and to find. So we're talking a little bit about that today on the podcast. Actually, that's what we're talking about a lot, as well as social media and kind of just the whole finding balance on social media and in real life as a mom thing. So I'm really excited to get started with you guys today in this wonderful episode. Again, if you would like to check out Leah on Instagram, go over to at Polished Prints. And guys, as always, if you like what you're hearing, please leave a rating and find us on Instagram. Go ahead and tag us in your story. Whatever you want to do, I'm just happy that you're here. All right, let's jump into today's episode. All right, Leah, I am so happy that you're here. Go ahead and just start by introducing yourself. Sure. Um, I'm Leah Longville, and I'm the owner of Polished Prints. And for those of you who don't know what that is, it is a t-shirt and prints company, yes? Yeah. So, um, you know, we have evolved a little bit more outside of just the t-shirt realm. So, we kind of at this point, because we're going in so many different directions, um, <laughs> talk about ourselves as a lifestyle brand. So, you know, the whole company itself is really focused on bringing people together through just minimalist, feel good designs, um, whether that's on a tote bag or a t shirt or a wall print. Awesome. So, go ahead and give us just a little bit of background. Who are you? You know, how has your family life kind of impacted you starting this? How did it all come about? Yeah. So, um, you know, my story is, I feel like so relatable to so many women who kind of are going through this same thing. Um, I had my daughter in, um, 2017 in May of 2017. And that's our first child, my husband and I, and him and I have been together for almost 10 years now, actually have known each other since, we were kids and then um, <laughs> dated in um, college and ended up getting married. So um, 
but yeah, we had our daughter in May of 2017. And for me, um, motherhood was something that I always, obviously, you know, I knew I wanted to do and I was so excited for. And when the time actually came, I um, definitely had my fair share of challenges with um, anxiety and struggled a lot with, you know, finding my own identity in motherhood, Um, you know, which I think so many of us have that same challenge. And so at the time I um, was working for a nonprofit here in Champaign, Illinois, where we live, um, the Tourism Bureau. I had worked for economic development nonprofits throughout my entire career. Um, And I just, you know, I felt stuck. I felt stuck professionally. Um, I felt stuck personally, just trying to again, define who I was at this stage of my life. And so um, what I ended up doing is I had been doing a lot of contractual work on the side, doing graphic design for some small businesses here, and ended up kind of building my client list and um, decided that I was going to leave my full-time job and do marketing and design full-time, which I did. So that was... um, probably about seven or eight months after our daughter was born. And so then, you know, I'm not only a new mom, but I'm a new business owner trying to build that, (laughs) Um, not realizing, you know, when I went into that, what that balance would really look like. And again, going back to the identity thing, I was trying, you know, I needed something that was for me. Um, I was spending all day doing marketing and design work for other companies and helping them build their brands, but there really was nothing that was just for me. So um, I had started Polished Prints as an Etsy shop actually several years ago, just doing designing stationery for friends. And I just, you know, there really wasn't a lot of substance to it. I was about to actually close it. And a friend of mine um, had told me that she needed a onesie made for, um, for a coworker of hers. And so I did it and something just kind of sparked and it was kind of full speed ahead from there. And then I started printing t-shirts myself, something I had never done, um, grew into wholesale. Um, and then, yeah, it's just kind of all developed from there. So, um, that's just like a little bit, I guess, a little tidbit of, of my story. So you started all of this with what sounds like not really a background in graphic design. Is that right? Or did you, or was that what you were doing with what you were working with nonprofit wise before? Um, So I actually was, um, I had a creative background. I graduated in um, advertising. So I did some graphic design in that, but I hadn't, I mean, I definitely didn't major in graphic design. I'd never been a graphic designer. It was totally self-taught. And what I did is working in these small profits, nonprofits, you have, you know, you're one person, you have like eight jobs. So I was the marketing person and the designer and, um, the salesperson. And then as my career grew and, um, I grew within the organization I was in and then switched to a new organization. I actually was in sales. And I think that's where I really hit kind of a wall. It just wasn't, it really wasn't my cup of tea. Mm -hmm. So from there, you move into doing just some 
graphic design as your full time yeah. with learning just totally by yourself? Yeah, completely. Um, and I, at that point, I had, I mean, I'm just kind of one of those people where I've always had the philosophy that, you know, we as people can kind of, we can, if we have the tools, we can do what, whatever we believe we can do. And I'd always Mm -hmm. been an artsy person. I've always loved to paint. I've always loved to draw. Um, I've always loved to create things. So I taught myself graphic design just because I enjoyed it. And so I did that in school and then I took my first class in school. And then as I, um, started doing more freelance work, you know, I just never said no. So I just kind (laughs) of taught myself, um, exactly what needed to be done. And then you started this whole t-shirt side by just making a onesie for your friend. Did you ever imagine like, as you were doing that, oh, I'm going to be able to connect with all these people and come up with all these designs and share them on social media and sell (laughs) (laughs) t-shirts? Not at all. I actually, it was funny because like at that point I was using like vinyl to do it um, from a cricket or a silhouette, one of those machines. And, um, you know, it just, I think it just felt so good to create something. And then exactly, that's exactly what I did was put it out on social media. And then I started thinking of more things I could design and just kind of kept doing it. Um, And then, you know, it really hit me too in tandem with that was after having my daughter, something that I always realized was every time I went to look for clothes for her, because I'm generally just as a person, I'm a very t-shirt and jeans, casual um, type of person. And mm-hmm. so when I'm looking for girl clothes for her, there's so many bright colors and sparkles and sayings on shirts that just didn't really seem to resonate with me. And so the more I started making things, the more I kind of caught myself making things, of course, that I would want her to wear. Mm-hmm. Um And then I realized like, okay, other parents are probably experiencing this exact same thing. What can we do to, to change that? So I started, um, just designing things with sayings and with messages that resonated with me as a parent. And the more I did put them out there on Instagram and other social media, the social media platforms, the more I realized that, um, you know, they of course resonated with other people and, building, you know, seeing that response and then building connections with those people, um, I think just really drove the whole thing home for me. Mm -hmm. It's so amazing when you're able to reach people through social media and you really feel like you're connecting with them. So how did this process, you said that you started with just vinyl regular old t-shirts, like coming up with these things and printing them out and doing it all yourself. How has that journey evolved the longer that you've been doing this? Yeah. So there's been so much trial and error (laughs) um, throughout the process. I, um, yeah, started with vinyl and then I, when I started doing more adult shirts, um, so I started with onesies and kids t-shirts and then Um, I had a friend who had taught me a long time ago about this type of print method called sublimation printing. And, um, she had done it to make bows. So she would 
print patterns in her house and print and then use this printing method to actually transfer designs onto a white fabric that she would then turn into bows for cheer competitions and dance and things like that. And so um, I was familiar with the method. I had already bought the ink to do it, but it was one of those things that, you know, was kind of in the back of my mind, but I was really intimidated by the process and really intimidated to jump in full speed ahead on my own. And so one day I was like, you know what, I'm just going to I'm just going to give it a try. I have all of the materials and I had created a design, which is our best-selling raise them kind t-shirt. Um, and I had done that just super randomly. It just kind of came to me and printed it on a shirt and posted it on Instagram. And it was like, boom, so many people (laughs) were really into it. Um, and then I realized that that printing process was something I could do in my guest bedroom at our house. (laughs) And, um, I could do a decent quantity of them pretty quickly. Um, but so I did use that same print method all the way until the end of last year. And during the holidays and the rush of all that, um, I realized a, that me as one person, I just wasn't necessarily able to keep up with the demand and be consistent on quality. And so, I started looking around for screen printers. Um, You know, at first I really wanted to do all of it myself and I just didn't necessarily have the space for the equipment that I would need. So um, I ended up connecting with a really small local print shop. It's a husband and wife team in the town next to us. And, um, you know, they're just incredibly amazing people and they print using eco-friendly inks. So now I outsource the bulk of my printing to them. And I was, it was something I was really nervous about at first because I'd always done it myself and took a lot of pride in that. But um, I find so much value in empowering other people through the work that we're all doing. So it's ended up being a wonderful partnership. Um, but yeah, so until... Until December, I really, literally every single t-shirt printed by hand. Wow. And you said that you had your daughter in 2017. Yeah. So (laughs) So she'll be two in May. So um, it's been like her growing up, me growing my business, um, you know, going my marriage, of course, like, you know, you shortly after you have a kid that changes everything. So mm-hmm. my husband and I learning how to um, be married and balance our life with being parents with my businesses, because I still had my marketing and design company going full speed ahead. So um, it was definitely a big learning process, but I there's never been anything more rewarding for sure, except, except for motherhood, of course, but you know. <laughs> I think of that in combination with all these things. So what has that looked like for you then at home? As you're growing this business, you're putting a lot of energy into this and then also into your marketing. And on top of that, you're raising a little baby. Yeah. <laughs> so what has that looked like for you? So um, I think a lot of discipline and structure, um, you know, full disclosure, like I've not always been the most organized person. I'm not always the most um, disciplined person. Those are definitely skills that I really had to teach myself. And I'm super fortunate that my husband's very, very organized and he's so on top of it and he's unbelievably supportive. So I feel like, you know, a big part of the balance was us really doing it together because 
me leaving my job, you know, there's so many, there's so much security in that, um, you know, different things with health insurance and like a always stable income. And that's not always the case with small business. So for him to just support me and want me to move forward and do it for myself and for our family, um, helped me really balance everything more. But I think, you know, the key thing is, um, on a day to day, I am just, I live by my to-do lists. I literally write everything down. I have a paper planner and a digital planner. Um, and I'm just really big on doing things when they happen. Um, you know, I get an email in, I typically either respond to it right then, or I have a specific folder that I put everything in that I need to respond to. And I've automated a ton of stuff. Um, collaboration requests for our brand. I have a template of exactly how I respond to each person for each scenario. So it, I've tried to get things to where I don't have to do as much thinking for each individual task um, and I'm able to just kind of move things forward. So then it's really just a lot of making sure that you are as prepared ahead of time as you can be. And then if something goes awry, <laughs> trying to hope for fill the it in with, <laughs> with whatever support that you already have. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think too, you know, balance is something that we are all seeking all the time. And I don't know if it actually exists, like (laughs) to be fully balanced in all of these things. Um, you know, I don't know if that will ever happen because something's always going to take your attention a little bit away from something else that may be just as equally important. Um, but you know, there's deadlines and there's things that are really pressing and you have to pay attention to some things more than others. Um, But I do think that the best thing that you can do is really just being intentional in your everyday. You know, when you're, at least for me, like in the evenings when I'm with my family, there's a set period of time where I'm not on my phone. I'm not checking Instagram. I'm not checking my emails. I'm with my family. And then I truly feel present. And I feel like those moments are so valuable. And that helps me feel like all these hours that I'm not with my family or present and I'm working on work, um, I don't feel as guilty about doing that. Um, and I try, you know, to be um, present with my friends as well and maintain those relationships. But, um, you know, a lot of my friends are moms, so they're kind of experiencing the same things that I am in the sense that we're not going out, you know, mm-hmm. even one to two nights a week or anything <laughs> like that. Um, so I feel like just, again, being intentional, being present, being in the moment is the absolute best thing that you can do. And now a quick break. Hey guys. So I know I've shared before that I have not been sleeping super great. Well, (laughs) I have the best solution. Truly, I have recently got our Helix Sleep mattress and it is phenomenal. I have not slept better. 
and that is not an exaggeration. I am waking up totally refreshed. My body is so much less achy in the morning. I feel like I can just jump out of bed and take on the day and it is absolutely wonderful. I am loving it. I sleep so comfortably on this wonderful mattress that is totally made for my sleep type, for my body type, for the way that my husband and I sleep differently. It's amazing. Between Jake and I, we are so happy. <laughs> and that's not just me sharing an ad. That is me genuinely satisfied with this product. I mean, I am loving our Helix Sleep Mattress. It's so great. It's been life-changing, truly. Now, because Helix thinks that you also deserve your very best night's sleep, they have given me a little link that I can share with you to give you up to $125 off all your mattress orders. So just go to helixsleep.com motherhood to take their two minute sleep, which will help you customize your mattress to your unique needs based on your body type and sleep preferences. Even if you and your husband sleep completely different, I promise they will split the mattress down the middle to meet your sleep style. So you're just going to go over there, take their two minute sleep quiz, and they will match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life, hands down. So right now, Helix is offering up to $125 off all mattress orders. So you can get up to $125 off at helixsleep.com slash motherhood. One more time, that's helixsleep.com slash motherhood for up to $125 off your mattress order. I love my Helix mattress and I am having the best sleep of my life on it. They even have a 10-year warranty and you can try your mattress for 100 nights risk-free and they'll pick it up for you if you don't love it, but I know that you will. All right, guys, let's get back to this episode. It's so hard to be fully present sometimes when you have like your phone sitting right next to you and you know that there's stuff going on. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't know about you, but like sometimes I'll post a picture and I'll be like, okay, I'm going to put it down, leave it alone. And then after, I don't know, 15 minutes, I'm like, I could just check. No, I'm going to be fully present. I'm not going to go on my phone. 15 minutes later, okay, well, what if something is exciting going on? I need to check, you know? Yeah. You're missing out, even though I know that there's probably not that much that I'm missing out on. (laughs) But you're just like connected to it. And it's so hard to step away for sure. Um, I do think one of the things that's really helped me, and I actually heard about it heard about somebody else doing this on a podcast and they talked about how whenever, you know, they're going to bed for the 30 minutes before they go to bed and the 30 minutes after they wake up, they don't touch their phone. And in my mind at the beginning, I was like, oh my God, but what if people have been trying to reach me all night and I get up in the morning (laughs) and, you know, I'm going to miss that. Well, that simple thing is just, that's helped me a ton. Like I charge my phone in the kitchen. My husband does the same. So when we're in our room and we're in bed, we're there together and both in that moment. Um, so even that, I mean, just taking advantage of all these little moments that you have with the people around you, I think really helps keep everything balanced and consistent. And do you say that after I was up until like 
wee hours of the morning watching something on Amazon on the iPad <laughs> in our bed. <laughs> Last night, my husband was like, you're sitting right next to me, but I feel like I haven't seen you. And I'm like, shh, I'm watching this. <laughs> right, exactly. Because you get in the moment of something and it's like, uh, but like, can't you just hold on a second? Or when That's you're, true. you know, chatting with someone on Instagram or whatever, it's like, oh, but I'm talking to so-and-so. My husband's like, who is that? And I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> you don't have to know. <laughs> Why are you in such a deep conversation with some stranger on the internet? I don't understand. Okay, don't right. worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Let and me block out like, the real world. 100%. But it's so funny because I also feel like Instagram um, and social media in general, like there's so much community there. Mm-hmm. So especially when you don't go to an office every day or work with a team or are around people all the time, um, there's, you know, you find relationships there and community. And so that in itself, I also think is super valuable. I totally agree. I feel like social media is such a double-edged sword. Like it's so good for community and for finding people and for relating to people and for being uplifted. But at the same time, it can be so hard to navigate without being I guess, kind of hard on yourself (laughs) yeah, or feeling like you're totally not in the real world anymore. For sure. You know, I think about this a ton, especially recently, um, just about how Instagram in particular, because it's photos of all of our lives, has just truly shaped how, you know, we view things. Like you didn't used to see the insides of everybody's homes and it's amazing and it's inspiring, but sometimes it also has you reflecting on, you know, your own space and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, not wanting to take pictures of your, of your now because you fear that it won't have the same aesthetic as what you're going for. There's, there definitely can be a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. I was just talking to a friend about this actually about like, you get so caught up in what other people's houses look like and how yours should look like that. <laughs> and then you go on Amazon and you're like, oh, I'm going to buy all this stuff because then my house will look this way. And then you get it and you're like, well, that doesn't make me feel any better. I just spent all this money and my house looks cute. But now I kind of feel like the same. <laughs> right, exactly. Like it's oh, a great way to fill a gap, but it's not really the most effective long-term happiness. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. it's great that you bring up that trying to be present and fully in the moment with the people that you're around um, is so important. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's definitely something too that um, my husband and I talk about a lot, especially our daughter's name is Lily and especially raising her, she you know, we, um, we want to make sure we're talking to her all the time and that we're giving her all the attention. And she doesn't think that our phone is always the most important thing, especially because we have a little bit of a rule where she doesn't really watch much on our phone. So, Mm -hmm. or, um, touch it. She knows that it belongs to us. So, you know, having it out all the time around her when we don't, I mean, she goes to daycare, um, most of the day. So, it's when we only have, you know, six hours with her in the day, we want to make sure that those are, that we're there. 
and that she knows we're there and that we're all kind of experiencing it together. So how do you feel like the best way to navigate, you know, being a business owner and doing so much of your business through social media and online, how do you feel like the best way to navigate that and being a mom at the same time is? That's kind of a hard question, but it's really hard. I don't, you know, I feel like I haven't quite figured it out, but just sharing what I do, I, um, I mean, I'm definitely after, after I just said about how we focus so much on being present, I still feel like I'm on my phone way more often than I should be. Um, and I, I have done different things to stop that. Like, um, you know, I only check Instagram so many hours of the day because such a huge amount of our website traffic and sales can be attributed directly to Instagram. So um, while I don't want to neglect that, I also don't want to be fully immersed in it all the time. Um, I do, I mean, check my emails several times throughout the day and make sure to respond to people pretty much immediately. And I also turned off the notifications on my phone for shop purchases. So that has actually really helped me because every time I would get a sale, I would get a notification and then I would tell my husband and he'd be like, yeah, Leah, I get it. And so I realized, you know, I only need to look at that once a day. I don't need to see it in real time all the time. Um, and you know, same with emails. Like I don't get, I get the little bubbles on my phone, but I don't get pop-up notifications all the time. And I also realized like the more people in my life who really need me have my number. Um, anybody who I've ever responded to on a Polish Prince email has a way to contact me by phone. So, mm-hmm. you know, with that in mind, I feel like if someone, if something really happened that was urgent and immediate, they would call me is what I tell myself. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Like you don't yeah. really, I don't know. I guess we get so caught up in like social media that we don't really think about, well, the most important people who are going to actually need me already have my phone number. <laughs> right. Be able to get a hold of me. The world is not going to stop if I am not looking at Instagram for a little while or I even know. a day. <laughs> but it's such a hard thing to actually, actually implement. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so many of your connections, both in real time and um, people you only know digitally happen on the internet. Mm-hmm. So it is a hard thing to navigate, but I, again, going back to the balance and structure part of things, I just try really hard to um, make sure that I'm only allocating certain amounts of time to, to certain things. So moving away from this whole social media for a little bit, I mean, it's, I don't think it's something that you can ever really move away from if you're bringing in so much traffic and so many people from that, but, you know, moving away from it the best that we can. (laughs) How do you feel like you get inspiration for the things on your t-shirts and the things that you share? What was kind of the first, my goodness, my cat just jumped on my back and (laughs) crap out of me. (laughs) Okay. Hi. Go away. I'll crawl all over everything. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) 
Where do you feel like you get your inspiration from? And what was kind of that first, you said that the, um, raise them well. Yeah. Raise them kind. Um, Yeah. Raise them kind. That's right. Raise them kind was the first really big t-shirt that you saw come out of your shop. Mm -hmm. How do you get your inspiration? And then how do you, you know, choose what you share? Sure. So, um, share on social media or share like, like design wise? Maybe both. Okay. You know what you share. So I guess not totally moving away from social media. (laughs) Like I said, it's really hard to do. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. So I think that, um, Hmm. So for me, how I came up with the first design was basically anytime anything would come to my mind at all that I thought could be put on a t-shirt, I put it in a note on my phone. So I have like, I, I don't even know, 10 plus notes of sayings that I've picked <laughs> up over time. And when I would sit down in my computer and feel inspired, I would just start trying to design them. Everything is pretty much a typographic design. Um, so I would think of eras or styles that really influenced me personally. So I'm, for example, a big classic rock fan. I love the era of the 60s. I love the 70s. I always have. And there's visually graphic elements that were such core parts of that era, of those eras that are um, I've always been attracted to. Mm-hmm. So I tried to kind of incorporate that into our first designs, like the Be the Good print. I mean, that definitely has that influence. Um, and also with the original printing style, it came off looking super vintage because of the way that the ink would go into the shirt. So it was kind of faded and so it would really play off of that um, that whole aesthetic. So it that's kind of where the first ones started. And I spend a lot of time on Pinterest. Um, so when I see things on there, like a quote or a saying or something, you know, I don't typically like, you know, I won't take it word for word or anything like that, but it'll spark something in me and I'll put it in my phone and I go back to it. I'm also a big journaler. I've journaled my entire life, like hundreds and hundreds of pages of ramblings. And so whenever I write, I feel like that really sparks creativity in me in a way that I can't really get anywhere else. And so as I start sitting and thinking and focusing as I'm writing and just reflecting, then all of a sudden it starts sparking more and more things. Um, For me too, you know, I'm generally just such an anxious person. And I mentioned earlier, especially after having my daughter, that I felt like, you know, I had a heightened sense of anxiety for sure. And what I found is like when I'm feeling anxious or when I'm feeling overwhelmed, those are my least creative moments because my mind just feels like it's overflowing almost. Like it Mm -hmm. doesn't function in the same way. So Um, I spend a lot of time trying to do things that will alleviate that anxiety or alleviate stress so I can really think as clearly as possible, you know, whether that's taking morning runs, like a 20 minute run or doing yoga or taking some time to meditate or um, just little things like that. I mean, I feel like a lot of my inspiration really comes when I'm not doing anything really at all. You know, I'm not 
connected to any, anything. Um, I also try and spend time with other people who kind of think in the same way, you know, I'm really fortunate to have some, um, be surrounded by amazing people. And so they inspire me all the time and things will just kind of come to me. So I think that that's where a lot of the inspiration stems from. I also, I mean, truth be told, like, um, you know, we talked about how Polish Prince got started and the story there, but I've truly, I've always been into stuff like this. I've always loved, um, clothes and not high fashion, but casual wear always been into t-shirts. I've always just thought the style associated with that was, it just always resonated with me, um, and just matched my own aesthetic. So I feel like a lot of these things are just things that have been building up over time. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, and recently, you know, I found with different seasons, I'm, I'm getting more inspired by different things and different colors. And um, so I try and create Pinterest mood boards for each season or before we do a release that really captures the aesthetic I'm going for. And I refer back to that a lot as I'm picking out blank t-shirts or ink colors or font choices or, or whatever. Um, you know, I just kind of use that as a guide to help just keep me on the right track throughout the process. Cause I can't even tell you how many t-shirts ideas I designed before I actually define like which ones I'm going to release. Like some say (laughs) probably so many ridiculous things that people probably wouldn't buy. And then I'm finally, you know, I narrow it down to a select few um, to move forward with. And I also, I ask people, I ask friends what they think. I'll show them mock-ups and things like that and get some feedback. I've done it on Instagram, which was awesome to see how people felt um, about certain things. And so, yeah, that all just kind of lends, leads itself into that process. Well, I love (coughs) you're fine. I love (laughs) not only the look of like your shirts and the things that you have designed and created. I love the fonts that you use and the colors, but I also love just the way that your page looks like you go to it and it's very warm and welcoming without being too, you know, too much. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. That's totally what I'm going for. Um, (laughs) I mean, yeah, really, I, I think that's kind of the nature of the company, right? Like it's meant to bring people together. It's meant to be inviting. It's meant to empower people. It's meant to just feel good. Um, and even though when I first started doing t-shirts, that's not what it, I was intending. It's kind of what it evolved into because what I just realized is when you wear something on your t-shirt, you're wearing it on your body. Everybody's going to see it. It's going to be something you believe in. Mm -hmm. And there's so many things out there that just kind of suck. Like there's so much <laughs> negative news out there. There's so many things people are talking about that are just not exciting or fun that sometimes it's hard to remember how great other people are or how um, just the good that is out there in the world. So that in itself has been the inspiration truly for everything. I mean, you when you do look at my page, I try and repost, you know, pretty much all of the pictures are things that uh, my friends have taken photos of or people who have bought the shirts have taken photos of. And, you know, having the opportunity to put their work out there into the world 
makes me feel good too. So I think that that, that in itself is really just the, the mindset behind everything. You know, we also have some different quotes and things, which all mock up and design, um, like feel good or empowering quotes or just, um, little sayings and put those out on our social or put them out on Pinterest for other people to use and feel inspired by. Um, so I think, you know, the whole thing is really just, I don't know, celebrating the good in everybody, remembering that, that, that is, that exists. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I love the way that you have turned it into more of like a community than just a buy my stuff. Yeah. Thank you. It Um, really feels like as soon as you go to your page, you're seeing pictures of all of these different people and all of these different, you know, moms and kids and just women in general. And you're like, whoa, (laughs) this is not just some store trying to sell me stuff. This is, this is a person who wants to create something that's going to benefit the community or their community in some way. And I think that's really awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. I think that that, I mean, you just captured it well. Um, I mean, that's definitely the, the intention. And I, I personally like find so much value in that because I know, you know, that's what I need and that's what I appreciate. Um, Going into motherhood, kind of like what we talked about at the beginning was difficult um, in the sense that I also didn't have a ton of friends that had children at that point either. So um, I did find it difficult to find and connect with other moms and find things in common with them that wasn't just, okay, we have kids, you know, really find true friends. And I, you know, of course I found that outside of Polish Prince, but also Polish Prince has been a big component of that because it's allowed me to connect with other women in ways that I really didn't have a platform to do that before and celebrate them and celebrate what they're doing. Um, And just what I've realized is how many truly amazing women out are out there doing really awesome things. Mm -hmm. And so if there's anything I can do to help celebrate that, I'm all about it. I love that. (laughs) So before I let you get back to your real life, <laughs> I just want to finish up by asking you what advice you would give to somebody who's a mom and really has this desire to start something. Maybe it's in that same realm that you are in, or maybe something completely different, but they just feel like this desire to create something that is their own, that makes them feel, you know, like they're still themselves. Mm-hmm but it's maybe struggling to get it started. They don't feel confident in it or they're just trying to find that balance. Sure. Um, so there are definitely a couple things. One, um, I would just say do it, you know, I mean, it's kind of (laughs) one of those things that I feel like the biggest fear is a, what are people going to think of me? Of course, like resource wise, um, you know, depending on what the idea is or what drives them or what, you know, fuels their passion. Um, and also, you know, it's as a mom, you naturally feel guilty, right? You feel guilty doing anything 
that you feel is just for yourself. So I think that when it comes to actually taking that first step, you have to A, assure yourself that um, by doing something like that, it's you're you're not being selfish. You're not taking anything away from anyone. In fact, you're giving them something more because there's nothing better than your children seeing you do those things and seeing you move forward with what you're passionate about because that's just going to help them do the same thing. Um, I think too, you know, for me, I feel super fortunate to have a partner that is so supportive. Um, if my husband wasn't as supportive as he is, I don't know if in the beginning I necessarily would have done it because going back to that guilt part, I did feel super guilty. I also felt, I'm not going to lie, like that it was a ridiculous idea to move forward with. Um, you know, you tell people you're doing t-shirts or a t-shirt company, they kind of look at you weird, right? So they don't, it doesn't quite, um, encompass everything that it is. And so I had to get to a point where I put what made me happy and what, what was important to me kind of first, and that helped everything else fall into place. And I think taking risks is a bit big thing too. I think that anytime you go into any kind of business or, um, you know, you move forward with a passion like that, it's super scary because you're opening yourself up to be vulnerable and you're putting yourself out there and that's terrifying for anybody. Mm -hmm. And there's always a chance you could fail. But I think that I'm such a firm believer in, you know, that as cliche as it is that everything happens for a reason kind of thing. And I think that when you're in that moment and you're in that place, like you just kind of have to be smart and, you know, take small risks and, but do, you know, use your head and do what, um, what, you know, is the best thing to do. And I think everything will really fall into place. I also think that the best thing that I did is ask for advice and connect with people and don't be afraid to talk to people in the industry. Like I can't tell you how many other t-shirt shops that I've seen that are just out there killing it that mm-hmm. I've reached out to and just said, Hey, my name is Leah. I run this shop. I think you have an amazing brand. And I just wanted to introduce myself and nine times out of 10, <coughs> well, excuse me, they're going to respond and be more than willing to talk to you because what I've, found is that this really is a big community. Um, it's so much more community over competition than it is, you know, trying to put each other down. I mean, everybody just seems so supportive. So I think connecting with people, picking their brain, asking questions, um, making friends within your industry are some of the most important things that you can do. I completely agree. It's so important to have connections and not just, you know, people that you like and comment on their pictures, but more than that, just really trying to find people that are in the same realm as you or are, you know, people that you feel like you relate to and opening up to them and sharing your experience and listening to theirs and being able to create community together. Totally. Totally. And I think when you surround yourself with people with that same mentality, it makes it a lot easier too. Because you realize, you know, even if you do fail, <clears throat> it's, you know, 
if you throw in the towel and have to do something else, it's okay. You know, you learned from it. So I think just being open-minded going into is such a, such an important thing. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much again for sitting down with me and chatting. I've loved getting to know you more and I love seeing your brand on Instagram already, but uh, I I just love it. And thank you. (laughs) I wear one of your shirts every single day. So (laughs) literally all the time. It's one of my favorite shirts. Oh, you're so sweet. Well, I love motherhood revival. So thank you so much for having me. Another huge thank you to Leah. Leah, we are so happy that you could come on and share your story and the story of Polished Prince with us. All right, guys, one more time. If you are enjoying what you're hearing on the podcast, please go ahead and leave a review, leave a rating. It will help others like you to find us here. And of course, please come back next week. We're going to continue talking about self-worth and I'm really excited for next week's episode. I know that last week's was just kind of a very brief, well, that's not true, but it was an overview of what we're going to be talking about and pretty repetitive (laughs) because I have a tendency to do that when I'm going sort of off script, but next week's episode, I've already really, really started diving into, and I'm very excited to talk to you a little bit more about self-worth. So come back next week for that. Leave a rating, leave a review, tag us on Instagram, and I will see you next week on Monday when I will be consistent. (laughs) All right, guys, have a great week, and thank you so much for coming and listening.